Welcome to the Nutritional Minute with your host, Meg Reichert, a military spouse, national board certified health and wellness coach, personal trainer, and certified weight loss coach. Join Meg as she helps you to uncover the ties between your mental health and nutrition and how you can connect the two to provide support as you go through the transitioning ups and downs of life. Now, here's your host, Meg Reichert. Welcome to the Nutrition Minute. I'm Meg Reichert. I'm a nationally board certified health and wellness coach, certified weight loss specialist, personal trainer, certified culinary coach, and I have my master's degree in mental health. I was a therapist in a previous life. Currently, I'm the owner of Reichert Wellness, a women's wellness company, and also the owner of Slam Sweat Like a Mother Tri Lakes, a fitness community that brings mothers and women of all walks of life together for fitness and community. Obviously, wellness is something that is near and dear to my heart, and I'm very excited to be in this space with you. A little bit about me personally, my significant other is currently active duty army and he is currently deployed. We are hoping he comes home very soon, very safely. We have the two most adorable boys. They are two and five years old. I am currently potty training my two-year-old. So if any of you have survived that, I will take all of your tips and tricks because he is the most obstinate child and it has been a journey on day one. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. So if you hear a little bit of that accent coming through, that's where it's from. And we are currently stationed in Fort Carson, Colorado, and that is in the city of Colorado Springs. Here's what we're going to do in this space. We are going to talk all things wellness. We are going to focus on nutrition and we are going to break down different diet trends. I am completely in the realm of believing that diets do not work. There are plenty of fad diets and they are all dripping in some sort of factual information. And I do believe that the foundation always comes from a good place, but by the time it gets to us common folk, it doesn't work (laughs) plain and simple. I really enjoy focusing with my private practice clients on how we can care for ourselves with our nutrition and how we can make sure that we are in the best health that we can be. And that does not always mean weight loss. That does not always mean skinny. I really encourage everyone who I get to share this space with to take the time and take the time that we have together to relearn what health is. It has become my life mission (laughs) to remove the stigma that skinny equals health and that weight loss is the only way to achieve optimal health. I do have to say that I come from a place of great privilege. I am a cisgendered female of in a skinny body, and that has large part to do with genetics. That does not have anything to do with, I must eat so healthy, or I must work out 10 million times a day. It turns out I really just like to work out for my mental health because if you were listening before, I do have two small children and I really like to eat a well-balanced diet. And in this strange in-between world of Christmas and New Year's of which I am recording this, my well-balanced diet has consisted of gingerbread cookies and leftover Santa cookies. So Balance can mean many different things and many different phases and stages of our lives. So I do want to take a moment and recognize my privilege in all of this, but just understand that I see you and I am here and I do understand that 
the privilege that I have is not the privilege that many people have. And in keeping with that, I believe that mental health is a large part of our wellness. And I really like to practice bridging the gap between our mental health and the relationship that we have with our body. If we are not in a good mental space, that is if we feel like we are in a depressed state, living in a state of anxiety, living with PTSD, TBIs, and everything in between, that is going to implicate the relationship that we have with our body. Many of us, especially women, have body dysmorphia, and that is a real thing. And it's something that we don't really talk about a whole lot. A lot of times when we are feeling anxious or when we have anxiety disorders, our diet can go out of whack. We either eat nothing because we're so anxious or we eat everything because we're so anxious. And the same thing works for depression. And if you are a caregiver of a family or of a service member, you're probably living in somewhere in between me. I know that I have anxiety and have depression. And when I am going untreated for both of those, and when I am not making my mental health a priority, my wellness and my nutrition take a huge hit. And I don't really know anybody that's not true for. I've never met anyone who is having problems in their mental space who are undergoing the optimal nutrition for their body. I'm not really sure that is, it has occurred. And um, if I am wrong, I would love to hear from you, but I would be willing to debate you on that. They go hand in hand. And when we are not talking to ourselves the way that we should, nothing is going to fall into place. Everything starts with how you're speaking to yourself. And so when we can understand that we can love and respect our body, but maybe want to make a few tweaks here and there and be understanding of how our body got to the space that it is in, then this is when we can start talking about nutrition. When we can understand as a woman, well, I've, I've had children, we've had four moves in seven years. I am the primary caregiver. I'm also the caregiver of my service member and I'm dealing with deployment stuff. Okay. That's a lot to handle mentally. So if that means that I'm standing over the kitchen sink, having that extra brownie or not getting vegetables at dinner because cereal was easier because we had after school activities or going through the drive-through because we had an appointment at the VA at 10 o'clock, but because they were running behind schedule, we didn't get seen until 1.30. These are all things that can take a hit. And when our body is under a place of stress, which we are all living in because of the current climate of our world, our body is going to have different needs and our mind is going to struggle a bit in that. So I hope that some of this rambling makes sense. I really do believe strongly in that we can live a balanced life. We can be our healthiest selves. And that starts with our mental health. And sometimes when we've come out on the other side, thriving, the picture that we had in our heads of what we had to do in order to be healthy is drastically different than what we actually did. And I think that 
is something that is a bit enlightening when you've gone through a wellness journey, that it's going to change. It's not a straight line. You don't hit A, B, and C. You hit A, Z, Q, and R along the way. You hit, you. it is not linear. So as I'm wrapping up this little introduction podcast with you all, and we are coming into the year 2022. And if you've checked your email, I'm sure you have about 10 million emails from Noom and Weight Watchers and any other diet person. I know I've sent a few saying that I was taking new clients and why diets are bad. There we go. But as we head into this in this season where We feel like we have to be making goals because this is, we're wiping the slate clean. We're starting anew. I encourage you, instead of making goals, make intentions, take goals off the table. Don't set a goal of you're going to lose 50 pounds this year. Set an intention of I'm going to walk for 15 minutes, four days a week, and I'm going to try and have fat, fiber, and protein at breakfast every day, or I'm going to turn my TV off 45 minutes before I go to bed, and I'm going to go to bed before 1130 at night and set these intentions and maybe set them for one or two days a week. And we can call this a goal, right? These are gentle goals. These are things that that have no failure rate, right? When you're setting an intention, if we're going to take the go walking for 15 minutes, four days a week example, it can be, I'm going to walk four days a week. Maybe Saturday comes and you only got to walk two. That doesn't mean that it was a failure. It doesn't mean that you can't check your box for complete. It means that you set that intention to do that and something hindered you, whether you weren't feeling well, you didn't get enough sleep last night. The people that you care for had their needs were more important than your 15 minute walk. These are obstacles that we run into every single day. And they are obstacles that can impede us when we are making a hard written in stone goal. So when we're making these intentions, you're giving yourself a lot more wiggle room. And when you're giving yourself that wiggle room, there is no failure and you can't fail. And if you can't fail, then you can't develop that hate talk that you give to yourself. You know what I'm talking about. It's the, oh my gosh, Meg, why are you standing over this counter eating this third brownie? You're going to feel like crap in a little bit. You know, you're not going to be able to sleep. You're going to get really bad acne and you're you know not going to be able to take your rings off because you're so swollen. What is wrong with you? You're so stupid. You are really like, you're really messing up. You're setting a really bad example for your kids. I could go down that train if I set that really negative goal. If I set a goal and I don't meet it and I fail, that's the dialogue that I'm at risk of hearing. If I instead make an intention of instead of not eating brownies over my sink, I'm going to eat a more balanced dinner, or I'm going to make sure that I'm focusing on my water intake. And so then I'm only going to want one brownie over my kitchen sink instead of two or three. I'm not going to fail. I'm still going to get to enjoy said brownie. And I'm not going to tell myself what an awful human being I am because I'm stressed out. A good thing to remember too, as we're wrapping up here is that somewhere between 80 and 95% of people who have lost 10% or more of their body weight are going to gain it back. And they're going to gain that weight back plus some. 
So when we say diets don't work or, oh, I'm in such bad health because I have gained all this weight, it's not so much the weight gain. It's this back and forth yo-yoing and it's, it's shocking your body. And that is what can put you into a quote unquote bad health space. It's not actually the number on the scale. It's the abuse that you're putting your body through. We are not supposed to stress our bodies out as much as we do. No human being is supposed to be living with as much stress as we are living with. And that has sadly become the norm for all of us, right? It's, you know, if we're not busy, we feel like we're doing something wrong. And so all of this has to do with our nutrition. And all of this is what we are going to break down and dive through in this podcast and really hope that this is resonating with somebody out there. It's very funny doing a podcast. I can't see anybody. And and when I've done public speaking before, I really like to read a room and I have a dry sense of humor. I'm very sarcastic. And, um, and I find that's tricky to do on a podcast because I don't know you and I don't know who's listening. And I don't know if you think my jokes are funny or if you think I'm just massively obnoxious and sound a bit elitist, which I might, I don't know, but I do know this. I know that I have dedicated my life, my career to helping other people understand that they are worthy. And I get to do that through health and wellness. I have been told by people before that I have to drink protein shakes and have 1100 calories a day in order to hit my, to be healthy. And I lose all this weight. And it's when I'm in that lowest weight that I'm talking to myself in the most negative way. And then as I was working as a therapist, I was talking with other women and they were experiencing the same things. So now as a health and wellness coach who has been doing this for four years. And I started out trying to teach diets, trying to teach people how to eat, trying to teach you, you need X amount of protein and X amount of fiber every day. When really, sure, you might need that much protein, but you can also learn to listen to your body and listen to you because you were born the expert on you. You know what your body needs, what your body wants. But somewhere along the way in between Weight Watchers and Noom and Keto and I don't know, what is there, like some stupid cabbage soup diet out there, you were convinced that you don't know what you're talking about and that you don't know as a human being what you're doing and you need some celebrity to tell you. And I'm here, not a celebrity, as a slightly obnoxious this is hard to say, middle-aged woman that you don't need a celebrity. You don't need a diet. You need the confidence to learn how to listen to your body and what it needs. And sometimes that's really hard. And sometimes that's not take all the gluten out of your lifestyle. That could be pull back on gluten a little bit and learn balance which is actually harder than just taking something out. You can take anything out of your kitchen and if it's not there, well, you can't eat it. But teaching yourself balance and learning, relearning how to listen to the beautiful brain that has been gifted to you and then knowing that has the wisdom that you are striving for and that you're on Pinterest looking for. And so I am hoping, I'm hoping because I I promise that we are done here, that 
some of this is clicking. And even if you're still a little skeptical, I'm hoping that you come to listen to the next podcast that I get to do and hear my heart and hear what I feel like I have been given to share and to provide a little bit of education every week, whether that's debunking diets or teaching you how to reaffirm what you're hearing your heart tell you. And sometimes just to remind you to trust your gut and also to answer questions. So if you have questions, go onto the Facebook page and and ask them. I love answering questions. I love educating on the weird, nerdy, sciencey stuff just as much as I love to talk about the woo-woo emotional side because there is space for both and we need both. So I am wrapping this up. It is the year 2022 when you are listening to this and I hope you had a lovely and safe new year and I hope you are being gentle on yourself and I can't wait to talk to you guys again next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Nutritional Minute, a podcast of Behind the Service. Join us every Thursday for another Minute with Meg. If you enjoyed this episode, please share on your social media and be sure to tag Behind the Service Podcast. You can follow us on our socials at Behind the Service Podcast.